3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line
4: without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. is the Fan Afternoon Show, an abbreviated version of the Fan Afternoon Show. The Brewers play a day game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. I, I got to that point with optimism and excitement in my voice, Sammy. I, I got to there. It's a real tough time right now
2: as a Brewers fan, man. And we we asked on Twitter during the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show that just wrapped up, what's your confidence level at? We didn't get a chance to read your guys' comments. We will definitely do that in a little bit. But my goodness, Kevin, whole bunch of zeros, Dunn Club and all that. And can you blame them after
4: the Brewers got swept by the Pirates in Pittsburgh? Monday, Josh Hader trade. Yeah. Tuesday, Non other real trade to go with it, non other major trade, you know, like Trevor the, the, Rosenthal. Yeah, maybe. yeah, right. So okay, Tuesday, Trevor Rosenthal. Wednesday, Lamette gets DFA, and the Brewers lose Wednesday on a walk off.
2: Yeah, I mean, not only the moves, but like you just said, the games that they lost and the fashion that they lost them in, just embarrassing. Player
4: sound on Tuesday going into the game and how upset and downtrodden they sounded, and then Thursday came the thing. Thursday came the thing. Thursday could have been of oh, the Brewers winning in extra innings. And it could have been like, okay, okay, all right. They're yeah. coming back home, <laughs> I've got as always our rundown. All week we've been making these rundowns that have been thrown out. And this rundown says, will returning home help the Brewers reset? I hope so. I mean, my answer to that question's slightly different now. I know. It
2: got swept by the Pirates and every right. game. They ever they're up. And then they co- and the pirates come back, and you knew as soon as Brian Reynolds hit that game tying RBI double, it's like there's it's it's happening again. I, I I felt no optimism in my body today after Brian Reynolds hit that RBI double. Yeah, yeah right. After that happens,
4: yeah, you're just. I want to
2: be optimistic. I want to think that they can at least avoid a sweep. But if yeah. they're if 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 that's happening again in extra innings, and Matt Bush is out there, who's supposed to be one of the guys that's going to help this Brewers team, uh, it feels like incompetent Dave Bush out there. <laughs> It's not Bushy I'm going not, back. I'm not having a good time, man. And you know, we asked, well, once, like I said, probably after the top of the hour, we'll definitely read your guys' comments uh, from what we were asking on the Gene Wagner plumbing baseball post game show. It's essentially pick a lane right now. It's air your grievances about the Milwaukee brewers, because how can we not talk about, about, about the brewers right now? We'll also do, you know, ninth gourmet popcorn draft mockery, but uh, let's, let's take a quick phone call. Shall we? Let's do it. 414-677-1250. You guys can call us or tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan on Twitter, Let's go to Joe and I'm going to be honest. I'm going to probably butcher the name of this town because Joe, I think you're the first person on the station to call in from there. Joe and Teresa. That is correct. That was correct. Is that, I got that right. Yes. I Tony. Yep. Okay. Wow. I'm just kind of surprised. Usually I get everything wrong, but all right. What do you want to say Joe about the Brewers? <laughs> uh,
5: I All I got to say is in the words of Bill Belichick, I mean, it's on the Cincinnati. Uh, let's just, this is such a management move and, you know, I weld for a living and management doesn't tell me anything either. It's just move on with your life. But let's not forget that Stearns, I believe is a baseball savant. You know, he's the young guy, you know, let's not forget he brought in Adamas, he brought in Tellez, Renfro, McCutcheon, you know, it's just uh, let's not forget, you know, he he's a big picture guy. It, it's a sting, stinging move right now. It really is. But Dude, they got to just get over it, man. Change is scary, you know. And the, the idea of, you know, getting a salary cap to, in baseball, they've never done it. And just, we, we can't hope for that. I just, I don't think we can hope for that. But I'm Matt Bush, man, I'm pulling for this dude. Come on, man. Come on. Redemption guy. It's such a good story. But, dude, they know you're throwing heat. Your first pitch, you throw fastball. Everybody's looking for fastball, man. Come on, brother. I mean, it, let's just, you know let's work work our way back into it and i renfro and taylor back in the lineup i think that's that's fantastic i think uh taylor rogers coming from san diego in that trade switching divisions i think is going to be do him a world of good uh you know nobody's seen his stuff and it's just let's just slow down folks it was a crappy series but i think we're going to be just fine
4: Appreciate the call. Yeah, it's, and it is three within a season, right? Like after the first game, the first loss to Pittsburgh, my thought was, all right, you can't let one loss define how you feel about a season. That's, that's a fatalistic thing to do as a baseball fan because good teams lose 60 plus games a year. Two games, you start to go, well, that's, that's not a good trend, but okay. And then <laughs> three games, especially these three against this opponent who it's the Pirates, you should, that's a get healthy type of series. And you start to feel that way. But it is true. It's three games. It's it, There's no question that, that that clubhouse was not in a proper frame of mind to start that series. Yeah. Got it. They can come home and be in a proper frame of mind to start the next one.
2: I mean, like you look at Devin Williams in game two, gives up the walk-off home run to Brian Reynolds. Came into today, and you heard, I don't know if you guys heard his comments after the game, but he said, obviously, still a little frustrated. But at the end of the day, we're professionals and we get paid to perform. So. We were talking about the team morale and were you worried about it? You know, after the Josh Hader trade, and I, a lot of our comments said no, but clearly it's for some of the players on the team after that game two, it was still affecting them, like yeah. Devin Williams especially. But came into today had a clean inning, but unfortunately uh, the rest of the team couldn't get it done. So yeah, we hope that there's a lot. There's gonna be a lot of home games in the rest of this uh, second half of the season. So hopefully, you know, being at home hopefully changes things. Hopefully changes. Hopefully, and, but I'm hoping. And, but like I said, it's just it's like a, I, I, I can dig up the circus music again. But it's just like I get it's one uh one series. But it's just the way that everything is happening. On top of that, like as soon as you DFA your third catcher,
4: your other starting catcher yeah. gets injured. So like you, you can't make this stuff up. Right. Is all I'm saying. Right. It's once you're once you're in the spin, you're in the spin. It's like a slump. Right. right? Once you're in the in that slump, you can hit a ball right up the middle it'll bounce off the second base bag and right to a fielder right like yeah. that's what happens I mean Hunter Renfro lays
2: down a sack bunt today his first one I, I have to dig it up McCalvey had a tweet and when the last time Hunter Renfro did that I think it was like his rookie season I'll double check <laughs> yeah. but I mean you have guys who are just trying to do everything to win and unfortunately somebody hits a you know grounder to key Brian Hayes the base is loaded in the ninth inning and the Brewers don't get anything out of it it's just I hope something. I hope something happens in the Cincinnati Red Series where we have a couple walk offs or just you know a bunch of blowout victories just to get this team's mindset right. And the fans. I think the fans need it more than anything right now too.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because for this moment, at least in the moment you and I are having this conversation, the Brewers are a first place team by a half a game. Yeah, and that could be tied by the end of today. It Could be tied by the time this this weekend series gets underway against the Reds. I mean, that is. Okay, that's everything that could go wrong going wrong. When you woke up Monday morning, any scenario that you envisioned was better than this one. This is the worst case. Yeah,
2: exactly. You can't get much lower than this. Right.
4: Can you? I well, don't think so. Injuries are the, the first thing I think of in a situation right. like that. But you know, shy of something like that, like in terms of the other stuff. It's just, you know, hater is gone, and there was a clear reaction from the inside, and there were— there were plays that did not make a lot of surface sense. There were plays that just didn't go the way. The fastballs, Devin Williams, Matt Bush today. Ugh. And and baseball is a humbling game, man. It <laughs> it's, really is. It's, it's a humbling game. You think you're just rolling right along a first-place team with a chance to do something. And it, it it takes 72 hours to go from there to here. But again... You got 2 months left in the season. So that's that there's the optimistic uh, side I'm going to bring you here. We'll be back with more of the Fan Afternoon Show right after this.
1: It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks
3: and Packers 19, 19, 19. with the Fan
4: Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, the Fan. The Fan Afternoon Show, Kevin Holden from CBS 58 in Milwaukee. And for the week, I, here's the thing I, I consider myself lucky because I have come in here, Sam, with you behind the controls all week. We've had a great time, and the, the shows have written themselves. They've been wonderful. Yeah. That's the upside. I'm not sure if you guys feel real lucky that I've been here because everything in your baseball world has gone to, to, you fill in the words. Right. Since then.
2: Bad cursed I don't Real know bad um I mean the, the only time I can think of how crazy this week has been because like I said every day today every, every day this week we've came in with a rundown and we've just you know it's all been changed as soon as we start the show because something happens um the only time I can think of you know a period on this show during this time slot as crazy as it was is when we were dealing with the Aaron Rodgers commitment to you know the season and then the extension oh. and then the whole Devontae Adams thing that was the that was the only, I think the closest thing since then that we've had as, as crazy as this week has been with baseball and the Brewers but it, it's like I said man I don't know how much lower it can get right now hopefully the Brewers can turn around in this series coming back home against the Reds but we shall see we had a lot of comments Kevin on Twitter for our Gene Wagner plumbing baseball post game show because obviously Brewers fans are upset and we were asking you guys on the on the post game show what where's your confidence level at with the Brewers right now and uh, once again you guys can call in if you want we're basically talking Brewers for the rest of the show here. 414-677-1250. But uh, just a few, Kevin. We'll just kind of bounce back and forth on a lot of these. <laughs> oh, man. it's. <laughs> I just want you to know um, it's it's bad in these comments right now. This is like peak Twitter. Larry on Twitter at 1250 AM The Fan. What a di- what a debacle. Adonacio is a cheapskate. Stearns made some puzzling moves and council deciding to hold bullpen auditions for various roles. I'm quite alarmed. We simply should not let Brewers' leadership off the hook for this ineptitude. Uh, RJ on Ooh. Twitter says, when we ask, uh, where's your confidence level at for the Brewers right now? RJ says, same as it's been all year. They're a playoff team that won't advance far because they can't consistently score runs. And then one more before we kind of give our thoughts here for a couple more minutes. Josh on Twitter says, zero as far as, as far as this confidence level. They're cooked. The team knows that the front office and ownership has given up on them. And a lot of people are pointing to when we ask about the confidence level, a lot of people are pointing to not the players, but instead it's the front office and ownership with the Milwaukee
4: Brewers. Yeah. And that because it's the existential crisis. It's the it's the whole what are we? What is this team? What does it do? Right? That's the conversations that we had this week have been a little bit about fastballs and, you know, like the, the series against the Pirates. But this conversation that we've been having is about the front office and trying to win now and about the philosophy of consistently competing and is it good enough to win 86 and then lose early in the playoffs it's about you know making trades of guys versus just getting the value from those guys and we've asked this sam asked this uh, during this week and a couple of other people have said it too instead of getting back what you got back why don't you just have hater Pitch for you, even if you get nothing back. That's the value, is you have Josh Hader for the next year and change, and it's a, it's a calculated decision that has to be made by David Stearns. But the fact that that's the question being asked, people are saying, well, what if it was just Hader pitching as opposed to the return on the trade? Then it that's that's that crisis mode, right? Like we're, there's a little identity crisis going on right now.
2: Yeah. Once again, 414-677-1250 If you guys want to call in, we're continuing to talk Brewers. We'll do some nights gourmet popcorn draft mockery here before the show ends, but four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. Scout to Nate on the north side. Nate, you're on the fan.
6: Was good, you guys. Um for me and I knew and I knew this was gonna happen when Hader got traded. It's it's you're messing with for me, the biggest thing in baseball that you don't mess with is the end of the game. Um, bullpen situation. Um, you yeah. had it set, and you had it almost as good as you can get it. You had a seventh, eighth inning, seventh, eighth, and ninth guy. Um, and then you, and then you take the biggest piece out of there—the ninth inning guy—and now the bullpen is scrambling, and now council doesn't know what to do as far as when it comes to situ- situation. Um, me personally, I didn't I didn't mind the Barnes trade um, because for me personally, I wanted a reliever at the deadline as well as a bat, but, you know, he didn't get that. But I wanted a reliever, some, somebody who you can put in there. And if Williams wasn't available one day, you can put him in the seventh inning and push Box down. If Box wasn't available one day, you can push him in the seventh in the seventh inning, um, so I'm not really mad about the Barnes thing, but when you you took when you took Hader out and you and now you don't you don't give you don't get set roles, so now you don't know what guy, what guys can do what drives, and now you are just okay I'm gonna just throw out Hobie Milner out there, or I'm gonna just throw um, Taylor Riders out there, or I'm gonna just throw anybody anybody out there just because. And now, look at what we're doing. Our bullpen is in shambles. We're blowing leads. And it's not just a bullpen situation. Even Craig Council decision-making is affected by this. You take Rowdy Tellez out um, after he just got done hitting the home run. He's two for three. And then you take Colton Wong out after after he's he's three for three in the the game. Like, what, what is going on? Like, like, if I was if I didn't, if I, if I, if I was really mad and I just wasn't thinking, I would be thinking that Craig Councils and, and David Stearns and Mark Anastasia are throwing games. But I'm, I'm smarter than that. But that's what it seems like because it doesn't make any sense for the fact that people, that decisions that you normally wouldn't make, you're just making out of the blue. And now, and all of a sudden, now you want to make decisions. To do to do that, like, like earlier in the season, if if Colton Long Wong is in three for three, he would have been taken out of the game. Like that just it doesn't make any sense to me.
4: Yeah, three for three would have been would have been a wonderful thing at uh, a lot of points in this season. We appreciate the call. It's uh, it's 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 just it is a wild time and unfortunately everything is magnified the catcher situation that you talked about save is the one for me that gets magnified in a situation like this and it's not there there is nothing strategically incorrect about what happened you know in other words <laughs> that you you have a catcher and you designate him for assignment because you make the decision that that's the case right now you can have a discussion about Pedro Severino's time on the roster and should that have happened earlier, whatever. But the point is in that moment, you decide in that moment, that's the end. That's the point where you need the roster spot, where you're not going to do three catchers, and Pedro Severino gets DFA'd. And then almost immediately, no, Omar Narvaez gets hurt. Almost immediately. That, that is, That's one of those things. There are some parts in here that lead you to question who's doing what. And then there are parts like that that are just – Awful, awful luck. What did we do to the baseball gods to deserve
2: this? Punishment. Everything that can go wrong <laughs> is going wrong right now. I don't know. Four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. Let's go to Lewis on the north side. Lewis here on the fan.
3: Well so I'm, I'm gonna answer your question about the baseball gods, okay? This is what we did and this is what baseball did. It's the the darn money ball. The baseball gods are gonna get you back. You know, where did money ball originate? Oakland, correct?
4: That's
3: right. Right? Did they win a World Series with Moneyball? They
4: did not.
3: Okay, they made a couple playoff appearances with Moneyball. Correct. That's right. So why does the world, the baseball world, think this this phenomenon is the correct path to go? It's because we got a lot of nerds in baseball. We got a, you know these analytics, and this is what the Brewers are doing. <clears throat> you know, it makes no sense to trade away the best player. I called the other day. I said, look. It, it takes a special person to pitch in the ninth inning. We're going to see what Devin Williams does when he gets in the ninth and there's nobody to relieve him. When he's the the be-all, what he do, he gave up the game winner, correct? Yep. Right. this is and the other callers like, hey, are they throwing games? And that no, he, what that caller is noticing is like these decisions don't make sense to baseball guys. Believe me, they don't make sense to uh, Craig Council because he's a baseball guy. But he's listening to his boss play the matchup. Hey, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Like the proof is in the pudding. You know, you don't trade away your best player and then tell the other 26, 27 players in the clubhouse, oh, we're here to win. Because they know you're lying. You know, baseball guys know what it was like to face Hayden. And nobody wanted to do that. You know, and like like the other caller was saying, we had the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth all set up with Two of the best starters in the game. You know, so the goal is to get to the playoffs and see what your pitching can do. And Stern just following the numbers. Oh, we 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 can't do it. We can't do it. It's time for that guy to go. You know, the the his biggest his biggest get was who? Kristen
4: Yellich,
3: Right? Yep. And now it's his biggest mistake. But nobody nobody's gonna say that. <laughs>
4: I mean, it was yeah, it, it, two fantastic years. It was after the contract. It's the unfortunate thing is that after the contract, he's become this big. You know, the, the contract itself becomes the albatross. But uh, but yeah, that it, it makes a lot of sense. We appreciate the call. It it is uh, the the divide between the idea of Moneyball and the idea of what works for for baseball folks, for baseball people, the decisions that you would normally make versus the decisions that analytics will tell you to make. I think is a difficult place in in baseball, right? Because baseball has been, for one, it's a, it's a game with just hundreds of years of history. Like it goes way, 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 way back. And those years of history were involved with things like batting average and home runs and RBIs and ERA. Like the, those four stats were the centerpiece of generations that were trying to make sense of what you were seeing in the game. And I, so I'm, In in response to the call, I'm kind of going in both ways here. I'm, I'm pointing out the good and bad. The good is that I think these days, baseball folks have a way. I'm talking about the people inside the game have a way of valuing what matters in the game better than they used to. They understand things more than batting average and home runs and RBIs. Those are those are decent barometers. They're but they're not like the end all be all. And I don't know if these new stats are either. But I think they're more effective in gauging players and that kind of thing so there's what I want to do is separate that part of it the analytics part of it the Sabre metrics part from the money part because he he is asking why is it that other teams believe that this is the path to go and I don't think it's because of the Sabre metrics I think it's because of the money
2: yeah I mean I think this all dials back into what we were talking about on Monday when you went on the great the great rant that you did about the economics of baseball yeah I don't think it's David Searns. I just think it's look, it's the hand that David Sersons has dealt with and it's unfortunately the money that Mark Adanasio can throw at the ball club. Yeah. And it's just you're give it, you're you're using what you're given and unfortunately compared to the rest of baseball
4: it's just not enough. And I and and look I'm not I I'm not going to say to anybody who calls in and says they think that Mark Adanasio should spend more on the team. I I'm not going to block that idea. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. I'm not no, going to counter that. You're right. But at the same time I I There, there could be, but we just went through a pandemic, and I don't know how hard Mark Adonasio got hit. My idea on the pandemic is that every team in baseball got their financial hit, and some teams were hit harder than others, right? And so perhaps there's some parts that are affected more by that. Maybe a small market team that depends on fan revenue and that sort of thing maybe got a, a larger chunk of their of their pie taken out for a year or two because of the pandemic perhaps that's part of the driving force.
3: you are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
4: Because it goes back before the pandemic. When was Eric Sogard? Was that 19? I thought, well, was that 20? When they brought him back again. Yeah. That was 2020. 2020, right. Okay. The year that they
2: got into the, you know, it was the COVID year, they got into the expanded playoffs, and then just lost, you know, two of three to the Dodgers. Right. In the yeah and that was that was Sogard's second tenure. Yeah, yeah,
4: that that time, the time when it was when you had Brian Healy batting third in an elimination game. Right, right, exactly. Brock Holt. Right. You know, like these were these were bargain bin kind of picks, and some of them just flat didn't pan out. And that's a different kind of economic system. You know what I mean? Like if you spread your money and you buy five guys for two million dollars each, you could get five busts. Where if you spend ten million on one guy, I feel like there's a better chance that one guy pans out. It's just one guy.
2: The the thing is too, when people talk about David Stearns, and I, I agree with Tim. He was saying all throughout the post game show that just wrapped up about forty five minutes here on the fan. Imagine what David Stearns could do with a hundred plus million dollar payroll, you know, hundred you know, damn near two hundred million dollar payroll. They, I think. <laughs> It'd be so unfair for the rest of baseball. David Stearns had that type of money to work with that they would have to make up rules like how they did with Craig Council and three batter minimum, <laughs> because I think Stearns would be that good. Right. And look, I mean, yeah, it was a bad trade for Josh Hader, but I've never seen I've never seen David Stearns so dejected in talking about a trade. I've never seen him talk more about the stuff that went into it, like he was on Monday with the Josh Hader trade, and that kind of makes me think that it just came down to Mark and honestly, was Like, look, I mean. We got to trade the guy. And I know you probably don't want to do it, but we got to get what we can in return. Yeah. And I think David Stearns didn't want to make the trade. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but I think that's just more of Mark Annazio just not wanting to pay Josh Hader the arbitration. And I get it, but at the end of the day, too, like getting the return that you did for Josh Hader is very,
4: it's like a backhand to the Brewers fans. It's its a band aid that would have to be ripped off at some point if you know you're not going to re sign him. Yeah. So you I pretty much you have four options. you have trading him now, trading him this off season, trading him at the trade deadline next year or letting him walk. yeah, and whatever spot you choose in time that Band-Aid's coming off, but I feel like that Band-Aid coming off was more painful this time. I, oh, guess for I sure. suppose that was the trade-off, right? You got a better return, but it was way more painful. You got a better return compared to all three other options, but
2: I think for Brewers fans, a lot of people are realizing now, well, if that was the haul for Josh Hader... What's the difference between the hall of just trading him in the off season? Yeah. You're probably not getting, you know, Taylor Rogers, or <laughs> do we even include Denelson Nelson in the deal anymore? Because he's, I mean, it was just he was just DFA, which is just even more embarrassing, you know, part of the trade. But you're not getting a guy who helps you contribute for that year. You're probably just getting a prospect or two. And I think Brewers fans would be okay with that, you know, in the
4: off season. You, in other words, if you chose the all the options side by side, right. knowing that this was the first option one, right. I think I think you'd have Brewers fans that would say I'll take option two this off season or option yeah. four nothing and just let him pitch out because that way yeah exactly because that way you're at
2: least still making you know pennant chase runs with Josh Hader and Devin Williams and on top of that in the off season I think you could still probably get you know definitely a prospect if not two. But I'm sure if if you were, you know, to give Brewers fans the red pill or blue pill, right? You know, red pill being this trade deadline that just happened right now or the blue pill, trading him in the offseason and see what happens or potentially letting him walk after next year. I'm sure a lot of people would want to take the blue pill. Did
4: you did you feel like one of the things that happened at this deadline that I thought might have altered the market for Hater? Did you feel like there was a lot of volatility in terms of like value return. Like, here's what I mean: were, were there were there guys that were traded and you're like, that's all Juan Soto, right? I mean, to get
2: the amount of prospects that the Nationals got for Juan Soto, okay. But I thought St. Louis—I don't know who they were willing to or will, not willing to deal. But I thought St. Louis made all of the sense, even though I, even though I did say I thought Soto was going to the Padres. To me, if I'm San Diego, I want Nolan Gorman. I want Juan Yepes, I want guys like that and some of your prospects. So I was kind of surprised to see. I know they got Mackenzie Gore, who spent a little bit of time in the majors this year before getting injured. And I know Brewers fans saw Mackenzie Gore. But right after that, the guys, you know, had issues with walks and control. And his stuff really isn't that great compared to other pitchers. So, yeah, I'm kind of surprised the Nationals got what they got for Soto. But ben, yeah, I mean really all, a lot of the trades you can point to be like that's that's all they got. Ben Yeah, exactly. Wait, you you saw that trade and you're like that's it? Castillo I think was the one that made the most sense for like, you know, what you were trading for because I feel like that was the most even for both
4: teams. So so the value was a little inconsistent, right? When it, when, yeah. when a team traded off a veteran that was needed, they weren't always getting back the great packages sometimes the haul back was bad i felt and sometimes it was okay so I, I don't know i to me when you when you talk about a david sterns season you know whether it's off season or regular season it's always about the economics that are going on right it's about you know, value and what comes back and the return and so on. And that's, that's great. A GM needs to operate that way. But I think David Stearns might've been operating in a little bit of a volatile market.
2: Well, I can't, I can't believe that. Well, I'll dig up the soundbite too, because David Stearns admitted it. I can't believe they didn't take it. I can't believe they didn't do any shopping themselves. They didn't, he had yeah, no
4: outgoing calls. They didn't make, yeah, exactly. They didn't make any outgoing calls. That, so that surprises me if they, and and this is a dumb reality. I'm about to spew out here, but if they hadn't gotten any incoming calls, Josh Hader would still be a brewer, question mark. Potentially. And I think they would have at
2: least made outgoing calls this offseason to if they didn't get any, you know, incoming calls this season at the trade deadline, I'm sure they would have made, I hope, like at least some outgoing calls in the off season just to get things going. And yeah. if they didn't get anything done in the offseason to do next year's trade deadline.
4: So it's it's like I said, that you you and I both know that reality can't exist. If you're a major league team that's trying to compete and Josh Hader is on the Brewers, you are calling about Josh Hader. Oh, it's for gonna sure. Happen. But
2: I, I don't know because, I, once again, we're this is, there's a reason we're behind the mic right now and we're not general managers. <laughs> right. But if that's the case, now all, all I'm getting is these outgoing calls. Well, I want to see what other teams could potentially get me, and I want to try to drive that price up. Even though it may be fair, even though that may be the market, Yeah, I always just want to try to get more than what I'm given,
4: if that makes sense. Sure. A hundred percent. Like, that's, you're, you know, you're, you're, well, here, here goes the cliche. You're always trying to improve your ball club.
2: I want, like, a, you know, if I'm getting what I'm getting from the Padres, I want you to throw in a guy like a Will Myers and I want you to pay a majority of his contract, you know, Why not? stuff like that.
4: A lot of back and forth discussions, and you can't do that an hour before the deadline.
2: No. So those calls have been coming in. Yeah, that's got to be stuff that's happening like winter meetings
4: right, and going on from there and, and just continually progressing throughout the whole year. I think if you're a GM, Memorial Day is where it starts because if you're a team like the Padres, you, you have put a lot of hope and a lot of money into a roster. And then you look at what you have around two months in, Memorial Day-ish, and you go, all right, this is a team that can be made better. And then that's when you start getting active, I think. So I think it's at least a two-month process.
2: Yeah, it's just – I, when, it, when it happened on Monday, I was trying to make sense of it. And I, I at the end of the day, I, I couldn't really make sense of it. And then now I'm just dejected after the, the Nelson LeMet DFA and just looking at the, the return and all that compared to just hanging on to him. It's just, I'm kind of with a lot of Brewers fans right now. It's, it's, hard for, it's hard for me to be optimistic. And then on top of that, kind of what we've been talking about, the way they've been losing these games, it's one series, but now, like we said, the Cardinals could potentially tie the lead after today. It's just... As uh Devin Williams said. Oh, dang it. <laughs> yeah, take, he, he was silent right. a lot. That actually is true. That, that is true. But uh take 2. Devin Williams said.
3: Tough business sometimes, huh? You can say that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, just the just dripping off of it. You know what I mean? Just no. the 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 se- it's he's seething at that moment and it's and and again, I you, you have to take it for what it is. You you have a general manager whose directive is to compete now and later. You have players whose job it is to win the 22, 2022 World Series, and that's it, right? That's their job yeah. this year is to win the championship this year. So to them, losing Josh Hader is ripping out a centerpiece of, of what your goal is. Yeah. But for the general manager, there's that thought of – Winning now and winning later—it's just—it's bites out of the apple, Kevin. Bites out of the apple. This is one of those times when we, you, and I behind a mic and the people at home feel a lot more like a player than we do a general manager, right? Yeah, for sure. That's the competitive spirit. It's what you got to have. We got to have more of the fan afternoon show. We'll have that next. Pin <laughs> caught stealing. You planned
2: this, Sammy? Been no, caught stealing? No, th- literally, it's—it's it's a random rotation <laughs> of like sixty bumpers here at the fan. <laughs> We, and look, <laughs> I'm coming around to the new bumpers, but I really do miss our old Rami show bumpers because we had a mix of like, you know, hip hop, you know, club music, R&B, rock, still like this and stuff like that. Yeah. So,
4: but it is, I, I did not pick this. I, it's, didn't, I didn't do anything. You just hit a button and it came up. I not mean, even, cause it's, it's just very, in there. It's very like angsty trade deadline. The Padres are said, been caught stealing, you know. Yeah, they really did. They got. I can't believe they got brand injury too. And and Bell with Soto—that was the thing. Like we get uh, all like up on hater, but we we could have been talking about consolation prizes. We could have been talking about Josh Bell right now, uh, but the Padres got him. Could have been talking about Brandon Drury. I don't know if we would. I can't believe it. I hate everything. Arr! <laughs> Ugh, this is. And poor Tim, by the way. We can since since this was you know postgame show was here on 1250 a.m. the fan and here we are still on the station we can we can brush on that i mean i thought i had a you know a bad few days dealing with the with the brewers and all this stuff but
2: yeah. oh my goodness i because like normally when people take off here at the station we know why but um i was i didn't know that tim allen wasn't hosting the gene Wagner plumbing baseball postgame show last night evan heffelfinger got a shot which i'm glad he got some time to do his thing but uh i didn't realize that unfortunately tim's dog passed away yeah that's it's really tough, man. I was telling him how I had a similar thing. Like, our family dog, you know, growing up when I was in high school and all that, like, our family dog passed away a couple of years ago. And I'm still, like, trying yeah, to get over that. It's still it's, a thing. It's tough, man. I love dogs more than people, man. So, <laughs> yeah, it gets you. I can't imagine. And Tim had, you know, some pretty old dogs, 10 years old and all that. He still got one of them, but unfortunately, one of them passed away yesterday. So, if you guys are tuning into the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, uh, the next couple of days, definitely make sure. Uh, You let Tim know that you're feeling, you know where he's at right now, because it's tough, man. It really is tough to lose a dog, especially with all the years that you're with them.
4: Man, yeah, I feel
2: I feel bad for his other dog too, because we were talking during the break. It's, it's crazy how they just, like, know what's going on. His other dog, he said, and he was trying to let him
4: out, his other dog, you know, just won't go out. Right. He misses, his, he misses his friend. Something's missing. Something's wrong, it's yeah. It's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, never miss a moment from the fan again for the free Odyssey app. You can download the Fan Afternoon Show and listen whenever and wherever, wherever works best for you, and you're allowed to skip over the parts where people lose pets. It's okay. We, we, we won't deduct points if you do that. Uh, 414-677-1250. We're talking Brewers, talking about this sweep at the hands of the Pittsburgh Pirates. We're talking about this trade deadline and the things that did happen and the things that didn't. And unfortunately, all of those things I just mentioned to you are not great things for Brewers fans. The, the sweep, obviously, is is the thing that actually posts on the scoreboard that's the worst. It posts in the standings. But uh, you know the, the idea of losing Josh Hader, getting back a pitcher that you've already DFA'd, and then not getting really any other no bats at the deadline other than Ruiz, who's you know still very very new at the uh, major league level. It's it's a little bit tough for it for a first place team. I was looking at the standings while Tim was talking during the postgame show about um the, the way I, what I was trying to look at in the standings, Sammy, was how things would match up in the playoffs, what the Brewers could get in terms of a seed and who they would face. That yeah. was and it's hard to do on August fourth. I get that. But uh, what it boils down to is you have the Dodgers and Mets and Braves and Padres who all have more wins than the Brewers do. And the Padres have four more wins than the Brewers do. The Brewers and Phillies and Cardinals are all within one win of each other in those last three spots. Now, the, The good news for Brewers fans is the next team down is five and a half games behind uh, the Phillies and Cardinals, six and a half behind the Brewers. Is that the Giants? Or six behind the Brewers. Yeah, the Giants are six games behind the Brewers. So six games isn't insurmountable, but it's not someone you have to panic about in this moment. So I still, even without Hader, I still feel like this is a playoff team. I just worry about October. Exactly.
2: That's the thing I've been preaching all season long, even before the season began. Are they a playoff team? Yes. Will they win the NL Central or be a wildcard team? Honestly, can't tell you. Could be a flip of the coin. But all I'm worried about is are they good enough to win series? Yeah. Because it goes back to what Tim's been talking about, what I've been talking about, what you've been talking about. Getting into the, I'm getting tired of buying NL Central champion t shirts. I'm getting tired of, you know, NL wildcard, you know, you know, appearance or whatever. I'm not buying any more T-shirts until I get a World Series. T-shirt. Don't raise those banners, exactly, unless it's that banner. So it's about it's about winning series and getting to the big, you know, big dance, essentially. Real quick, before we get into tonight's Cormier popcorn draft mockery, let's get it out to the phone lines one more time: Six, uh 414-677-1250, 414-677-1250. Let's got to Justin in North Carolina on the Odyssey app. Justin, you're on the fan.
0: What's up, man? So look, I was a little bit upset when I called the post game show earlier. I felt like little I needed bit. to call back. Rightfully so, though. He, he, I'm just tired of losing uh, Sam and Kevin The teams like the Pittsburgh Pirates. These are, at the beginning of the year, these were the teams that everyone was cl- claiming that these are the only type of teams that we could beat. The Pirates haven't gotten better. They've sold everything they can. I, I know we t- I talked about earlier O'Neal Cruz has, what, eight home runs this year, nine, five of them are against the Brewers. That's a problem. Look at the tape, like just like the batters do, figure out where the pitch is got. So I, I know a lot of the – callers have called in and they blame the owners and all that and I get that And you blame Sturms absolutely but you got to blame the players too like they the the pop outs with the bases we had the bases loaded in the ninth and tenth inning and got one run and that was because Colton Wong was hit by a pitch but now Tyrone Taylor could have gotten hit by a pitch at the bottom in the bottom of the uh ninth as well but he got out the way of it and I'm uh, you know so you got that. And then the last thing, we were talking about marketability and stuff like that. It's a damn shame when you come to Milwaukee and you can't buy a Willie Adamas jersey. You can't buy a Hunter Referral jersey. You can't buy any of these other guys at any place other than Miller Park. You know, if we want to make more money, we got to start making these jerseys and making this stuff more readily available. Sam, I 1,000% agree with you. I'm not buying any more NL wild card crap, anything else like that. I will save my money to a World Series stuff and just – Hopefully we could turn it around, man. Like, golly, this is—it's just really frustrating. To keep doing a great job, and uh, I'm gonna go somewhere and uh, try to breathe a little bit more. Yeah,
2: have a drink <laughs> or something. I, I'm with you, man. I'm gonna need
4: to do something tonight as well. Appreciate that call. I it, so I think that that the voice is being heard. What you're saying—that was Justin, right? Justin what North Justin Carolina, was yeah. saying. I think what you guys are saying is the answer to that question. Where where The question that came out of the deadline was, are you okay with that consistently competing thing if it means wild card and that's it? And I think the answer is you would prefer the World Series and then the downturn. You'd be okay with the up and downs. For me, this all just
2: boils down to a window. And that window was, at the time, with Josh Hader. But now it's... Now it's really the window with Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. Right. Because you have to – if you're going to strike and you're going to win a World Series, I thought I thought it was like either this year or next year, especially with Josh Hader, but that's not happening anymore. But it really is now before Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff are, you know, unfortunately probably going to be due for bigger contracts, and who knows if the Brewers can keep any one of those guys. To me, that's that's what it boils down to, and that's why I'm so – I'm so putting, you know, the emphasis on trying to win a championship in this window in the next couple of years. But like right now, it's not, it's not about bites of the apple right now. It's about winning a World Series before we have to worry about paying Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff or, or both of them.
4: And here's the thing: what you just went through, Josh Hader, Burns and Woodruff have two years left on their deals. Imagine if you're doing this again with one of them at next year's trade deadline. Why do you got to do that? <laughs> Just, put because that- if you haven't set fire to anything yet it's time no it's, i'm kidding it's getting there man uh it, i mean that's I, like i don't know I, I suppose it's bad to be preparing for something so bad because it's a different situation hopefully they figure something out but the economics aren't going to change in the next year no, i don't
2: think no but that's that's what i'm saying it's it's about a three-year window right now before yeah. you got to really start worrying about okay maybe we're never going to win
4: a championship but maybe hater is your cautionary tale yeah. Maybe you're, maybe the front office sees what has happened with the fans and with the players and says, we can't do this with Burns or Woodruff. Your boy, Scott Grodzky, put out a tweet that we were reading during the postgame show.
2: They got us thinking because the 1982 team is going to be there this weekend to celebrate the anniversary. And man, oh man, if Mark Ananasio is there and he is introduced to the
4: crowd. It's going to happen. It's going to get ugly. Yeah. Uh, because The timing could not possibly be worse, and that's been the story of everything that's happened to the Brewers for the entire week, and it's going to happen again Friday, but hopefully better results against the Reds. It is Knight's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery after the break on 1250 AM The Fan. Come on now and try to understand the way this popcorn feels in my hand. Take a scoop and put it in your mouth, and eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Wow, 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 Gourmet so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. You have some night's nice gourmet popcorn. Try that night's nice gourmet popcorn,
6: cherry sweet corn, or Milwaukee mix. You gotta have that nice gourmet popcorn. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's the fact that, that, that you always echo the yeah at the, that's in there. Yeah. Well,
6: th-
2: th- okay. There's a reason I do that because I remember a while ago, Bart on his own show was talking about, I think it was it actually might've been with uh, Rami and I, we used to do Tuesdays with Winkler. You know how we have him on every Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about how he was getting old and he was getting overweight. His words, not mine. Um, but he was making like weird dad noises or like weird overweight noises. And he was like, and every sentence he said, I don't know why I do it, but I'm doing it. Every sentence with, yeah. So he'd be like, The Brewers uh, lose to the Pittsburgh Pirates, five to four, yeah. <laughs> so I make fun of him because of it. That's It makes sense because there it is in the middle of right. something he recorded. And on top of that, I'm a terrible person. No, I, I, I don't no, think that's I'm a, terrible. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a terrible person. No. Just ask Tim Shea.
4: Well, I don't believe Tim
2: Shea for a second. I know. Well, Tim Shea's even a, Tim Shea steals signs from bars. I don't do that. So at least I got something not that bad. Wait, he has something in common with the Houston Astros. He's a sign stealer. Wow! Boom! <laughs> I can't believe he's Canadian and he steals signs. Oh, it's it's not polite at all. No, it's not. It's insulting. It's not the
4: Canadian way. But anyways, it's yes. time, Kevin. We have. Nights Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery, Knight's Gourmet Popcorn, providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in <laughs> Milwaukee since 1952. Mention 1250 AM The Fan for 20% off. The dramatic effect added. I love it. And speaking of the dramatic effect, we have a dramatic effect
2: that happened in the results of yesterday's draft mockery, Yes, Kevin, A first in draft mockery history. Yesterday, myself, Kevin, and Tim Shea drafted traits in a woman for Tim Shea to date. Basically made the... Segment into a bachelor show for Tim Shea. And we have a legitimate straight up tie. Now, it's not it's not like we're both at 41% and we had like 41.4, 40. No, 41% even because on the desktop version of Twitter, you can look at the percentages, dead even. Kevin and myself both tied yesterday in draft mockery, 41% each. Tim Shea. Finished in third, which is funny because we know him better than he knows himself and what he wants in a woman. Finished third with 18%. So the weird wacky standings now after we have a tie in draft mockery. We're doing half wins for that. I'm in the lead, but with only 11 and a half wins, Toby Altizer is in second with six. Tim Allen in third place with three. Kevin Holden, you're in fourth place with two and a half. Two and a half. Above Bart Winkler, Stephanie Sutton, and Tim Shea in fifth place. And then in sixth place, Evan Heffelfinger, Adam Roberts, and Scott Growski all with a win each. Joining us today for a very special edition of Knight's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery, it is the one and the only, Bathtub Matt. Matt, how are you?
1: I'm great. I'm on the road to Canton right now. We're going to be there in like 10 minutes.
2: Oh, nice. Are you going to see uh, Bart Winkler and Gary Ellerson?
1: I hope so. I'll be starstruck, but I'll, I hope so.
2: Who knows? He may you know, be passing them up as they're driving there today, too. They'll but, be starstruck.
1: I've been looking at every car with a constant plate. Like, oh, is that Bart? Is that Bart? <laughs> Gary is driving. So, him, yes.
2: all right. But anyways. Man, uh, that has
4: to be a great car ride, by the way.
2: I was wondering. Apparently, Bart tweeted out that they were listening. Do you know the rapper YG? Yeah. They were listening to YG. Uh, so, I can not only imagine how that's been. I didn't know Gary listens to that. So, I'm kind of, kind of gained a lot more respect for him. As if I didn't respect the man already. All right. <laughs> today is draft mockery. We are drafting courtesy of Bathtub Matt. This was his topic idea. We are drafting the best travel destinations in the entire world. So the draft order for today, Matt, you will have the first pick. Kevin, you will go second. I will go third. And uh, I just want you to know, Kevin, the last time we did this with Matt, we did things you want with you in the wilderness. The dude got weird and wacky, so I can only imagine what he's going to do in this draft. Oh, yeah. Matt, what is your first pick?
1: Well, um, I kind of feel I'm in a pickle here because I feel like there's an obvious first overall pick. Um, that isn't my first overall pick, but I'm uh, uh, based on how the voting went last time, i got to change up my strategy a little bit. Um, so with that said, the first overall pick in the World Tourist Destinations draft, I will take the Pyramids of Giza. Ooh. That's in Egypt, for those of you who don't know.
4: Well done, well done. I, I'm kind of
2: surprised. I thought you were going to go weird and wacky off the board, but you uh, went with an actual destination.
1: I, 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 I had to go pyramids if I got the first overall pick because who doesn't yeah. want to go to the pyramids?
2: I was going to if you didn't,
4: so I'm glad you did.
1: Yep, that's why I took it.
4: Kevin? <laughs> All right, <laughs> fair enough. Kevin, your first pick. So this is this is one of those cases like in a fantasy draft where someone goes with a with a wide receiver first pick and you have running backs that you like and quarterbacks that you like. But you also, by taking another receiver, push all of that down a little bit, right? There's yeah. there's some strategy to take another wide receiver. Yep. So I think if you're taking pyramids, I'll also go ancient history and go with Machu Picchu. Yep.
1: Oh, that was high on my left.
4: <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are taking all my picks. See, that's what I'm saying. Like two, It's two wide receivers, two ancient sites. Right.
2: Hmm. All right. So the pyramids of Giza and the Machu Picchu is off the board. <laughs> I'm going to go, um, once again, this, this can just be cities, too, and all that, but I guess we're going, uh, you know, land structures and wonders of the world. I would go with an, city, yeah, sure. I'll go with another wonder of the world. Give me the Coliseum. I want to go to Rome. Ooh.
4: Oh, Rome would be, yeah. Take that off my list. That's a first-rounder yeah, in, for in sure. most drafts. Yeah. It's amazing.
2: All right. Uh, bathtub Matt, back to you.
1: Um, with my second pick, I will choose... The summit of Mount Everest.
4: Wow.
1: See,
2: okay, I thought well about the, done. I, I thought about that one, but it's like, do you want to? Because like, you're probably gonna die. You know.
4: Are oh, you gonna need some supplies? Well, you, you can
2: still you could
1: pay people thousands of dollars to help you up there, and you know, you you might die, but you might make it. I would so. just,
2: you know, I'd get so far up there, and then at that point, I would just do a drone. You know, <laughs> I don't want to risk <laughs> Let's it. Let's see yeah, the top. A lot, we are. a
1: lot of people quit on the way up.
2: Yeah. All right, but I thought about that one. It's just you know when you think about it, do I really want that one? All right, Kevin, your second pick
4: in today's draft. So there's there's strategy again. Talking strategy that I don't want to get too obscure mm-hmm. because there there are some places that that I really want to see that I'm a little worried people will be like, what's that? You know, not, not the, that
1: that was know. a big factor in my research as well.
4: Right, like you, there's some things that uh, that that are right there that, that people it might just go over people's heads and. It kind of throws it off a little bit. So, with that in mind, I, I guess I'm, I'm just I'm gonna kind of take a good solid second pick here and go with Paris.
2: Paris. Oh, yeah. Kevin in Paris.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Your Spanish doesn't work real well in Paris, there,
2: homie. No, I did take French though in high school because I was an idiot. For some reason, thought that I would eventually. No, I did, I never thought that I would take uh, use French in the future, but it was just so easy. How do you say hamburger in French? hamburger how do you say you know it's a lot easier than you think so it's i don't know Pink why I Panther, did.
4: there's steve martin
2: but i can help you out in paris perfect if you want to take me with okay all right so paris for kevin's second pick in travel destinations with my second pick i'm gonna go with uh just a city here it's not a wonder of the world but i'm just gonna go with las vegas give me las vegas everybody always wants to go to las vegas i've never been there i want to go there give me las vegas that's up, Matt. Your third pick.
1: Okay, I'm gonna com- I'm gonna complete the uh, the cities thing for round three. Keep it on theme. Right. Uh, with with my third pick in the tourist destination draft, I will take Tokyo.
4: Oh yeah, I would love to go to Tokyo, man. The, it's incredible. And the, and the thing is, aren't there like six Japanese league teams just in that oh, city? Oh yeah. Oh, you'd be going for the
2: baseball for sure. You Know it. <laughs> oh, I got to bring up my favorite home run call. Now that you bring it up. It was a.
4: Um, I'll, I'll find it he later. Yeah, my pick. You do you do that while I while I pick the next uh, <clears throat> the next selection. How about that?
2: I think it was a Manny Ramirez home run call in like I don't think it was Tokyo, but one of the. Um, I think it might have been the KBO.
4: Oh, in, in the in Korea. Korea. yeah, Okay. But
2: it just reminds me of it now. I got to play it. So, before I do that, why don't you give your third pick in today's draft of travel
4: destinations, Kevin Holden? Oh, there's so many. Like here we go, because the deeper you get in it. The, the bigger it is, right? The deeper you get in it, the more options present themselves. All right. Yeah, uh, i a great picks left. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it, and it's it's probably a, a real bad idea. Uh, I, Well, you know what? I've got a way I can fix it. Okay, Tahiti is the answer. Tahiti. I was going to go something else, but Tahiti is something I think most people would know. All right, before we uh, get to my third pick, this is the home
2: run call that I was referring to. Pro- perhaps my favorite thing that mankind has ever produced...
0: This ball is long gone Just like the ex-girlfriend Who will never return Home
5: run
2: I love it I don't know Tokyo uh, just got me thinking about that Anyways Alright that's, that's Tokyo right there Wow A lot of energy in there right? Kevin I want you to do that next time Be like Fogo back <laughs> This ball is long gone
4: Just <laughs> like ex-girlfriend My My uh my old partner Hector Molina that that I worked with the first several years on Telemundo his home run call in Spanish was a Japanese word and an English word. <laughs> Sayonara baby. <I'll> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All
2: right. My third pick in today's draft. So I went with the pyramids of Giza. Um Hmm. What is it? Okay, I might need a little bit of help here. Um where, where or what is it called? The um, Aztecs and the Mayans?
1: That was, that Should was, I just
4: say Mayan pyramids? That was, I mean, is that considered Machu Picchu? Uh,
1: oh, is it? Oh, no. And, no uh, I Machu, thought Machu Picchu, Picchu is in South America and the Aztecs are in Mexico. That's yeah. right. Are you, are you thinking of like Tenochtitlan? Yes. Tenochtitlan? The one with the T and the N and the.
2: I'm just going to say Mayan pyramids and I'll figure it out, all right? Sure. All right, Mayan pyramids. Yep. For my third pick. Matt, your last pick in today's draft of travel destinations oh
1: um, I'm looking at a list of like 14 that could all be I want to
2: hear the rest of them after we do our draft all right
1: okay I mean they're all good um I am going I'm going to do an Australian walkabout
2: oh visit Kane Pittman in Australia mate.
1: <laughs> yep nope, go in, uh, the, the whole guided pretend you're you know Australian and Pay an Australian guy to make sure you don't die. Yeah, that sort of
2: thing. Big spiders, snakes, and all that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah. Can I just say Australia on the Twitter poll? Sure. Okay. Sure. Fair enough.
4: Kevin Holden, your last pick in today's draft. Ah, uh, okay. So do I get nerdy? Yeah. The, the one thing I've been waiting to not to, to avoid is getting nerdy. So this is your ace in the hole. Yeah. It's in other words, like the, we, we, when you're talking about seeing stuff, there there's certain types of vacation destinations right we've hit like you know great sites or cities or whatever but one thing that we haven't really hit is sort of wildlife and and eco culture and that kind of thing hmm. going to the great barrier reef okay all right oh i thought you were gonna does, does that qualify if you have australia does that qualify um i'll
2: allow it i'll allow it perfect great barrier Reef. i'll allow it we are a democracy here in draft mockery
4: i mean i could have gone I'm- galapagos i guess
2: so Great Barrier Reef for Kevin's last pick. All right, the last pick in today's draft of Travel Destinations. Hmm. A lot of responsibility here, I feel like. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, give me Niagara Falls for yeah. my last pick. I feel like that's a fair one. It's a, oh. good, it's a good last pick. All right, Niagara Falls. Quick recap of the teams as I write down my last pick up Matt your picks the Pyramids of Giza Mount Everest Tokyo and Australia Kevin Holden Machu Picchu Paris Tahiti and the Great Barrier Reef my picks the Coliseum in Rome Las Vegas uh the Mayan Pyramids, and Niagara Falls those are the picks you can vote on
4: vol- yeah, vote on them on at 1250 am the fan in a couple minutes Matt would you would you recommend the Niagara Falls from the Canadian side or the American side
1: <laughs> um is this going to be a tim shea joke
4: oh i, I very I, likely will be i was going to make it into one so yeah <laughs> oh, sure
1: let's, let's let's go american then keep him out
4: well, yeah. it, it means it's a it's a state park because the american side is very natural untouched it's a state park the view is good right the canadian side the canadian falls view is better but it's it's a circus Right. Like it's Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum and well, stuff like that.
2: Well, I mean, that. it doesn't matter, though, because at the end of the day, I'll be giving Tim Shea the bird all the way from the American side. <gasps> and he can be on the Canadian side. <laughs> and he can still see it. Yeah. Be like, hey, Tim Shea. All right. Uh, Matt, Perfect. real quick, before we let you go, I want to hear yeah. the rest of your list.
1: I, I had the Taj Mahal, the Grand Canyon, yeah. and Amazon Jungle Cruise, Ooh. a <laughs> expedition to the North Pole. Uh, I had Mecca, <laughs> in case we have any uh, Brothers of Islam out there. Yeah. Uh Petra Jordan, that's a crazy architectural thing. Petra P E T R A. I had Angkor Wat, and I think that's in Thailand. Disney World, Great Wall of China, <laughs> the Acropolis of Athens, the Burj Khalifa Tower in Dubai, that's the ridiculous tower. Yeah, I don't like And the Forbidden City in China. Did you have where the they Great have, uh, like, oh. where They have like the clay army.
2: Did, we didn't draft the Great Wall of
1: China, we did we? He, he
2: had it on that list, he
0: said. No. Okay.
1: That gotcha. was like that was like eighth on my list. That's how good my list was.
2: All right, touchy subject, anyways. But Matt, appreciate the time, and I'm sure we'll do another draft yep. mockery with you in the future. All right. Yep. Talk to you soon. All right. That was
4: bathtub Matt. Great nights, gourmet popcorn draft. My mo- weird. We are so just four days of all this has got us so flustered we can't read right now. I know it's. The struggle right now, man. Night's Gourmet Popcorn draft mockery. Night's Gourmet Popcorn providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. Mention 12:50 a.m. The Fan for 20% off.
0: Bubble back.
4: The Fan Afternoon Show. What better way to finish than this? CBS Fifty Eight Chief Meteorologist Drew Burgoyne has an Instagram video with <laughs> six million views. He what? has a bottle rocket that that is thrown off. It has six million views. Jeez! And he celebrated by spending the afternoon at State Fair, where he just told me he I have to have to clean it up. Yeah. He told me he he would inflict bodily harm if it, if it wouldn't get him caught. He's not true. thrilled. Hey, hopefully he you know hopefully he can get a cream puff and hopefully he can show out. <laughs> Guys, appreciate everything. Sammy, thanks again. We got one more day of this. I can't wait. Day. And please, let's not have anything blow up between now and then, brewers-wise. <laughs> let's do a let's do a regular show without angst. Please do something. One I'm the curse. One more day of the fan afternoon show with Kevin Holder. Hey, thanks everybody. See you tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours